When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is going on, friends? Welcome back to Forward Progress, live here on the Forward Progress YouTube channel, part of the Hammer Betting Network and powered by Pinnacle Sportsbook. I'm producer Jason. You can catch me here every Thursday to talk in-depth player props with Hitman, preview Thursday, the Thursday night football matchup with Eric Eager, and we'll talk a little bit about some survivor pool picks, guys. As a reminder, before we get started, I ask for this every show, guys. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Rob kicked me out of my house for today's show here, so... uh yeah, if I want to get back in my house, I need I need I need those likes and subscribe people. So please smash that like button, hit that subscribe button. And then also engage in the comment section, guys. Every single week we've had some great engagement here on the show. Hitman's gonna be coming on first here in just a second. And if you have any questions about props or anything you're undecided on, anything you're on the fence about, please drop them in the chat below. Props you played, props you're thinking about playing, and we will have Hitman discuss them live here on the show. Help you push, help push you one way or the other here before I bring it on Hitman though one more thing we love to preach line shopping on this channel and with everyday competitive odds pinnacle should be one of your available sports books guys uh none of this would be possible without our sponsor over at pinnacle world's sharpest sports book offering competitive odds for over 25 years if you're looking to sign up to pinnacle and you want to support the show use code hammer when signing up to pinnacle that's code hammer when signing up to pinnacle your trusted sports book for 25 years bet smart Bet Pinnacle must be 19 plus in Ontario. Please play responsibly and not available in the U.S. Guys, uh, not even going to bury the lead here. Let's just, Zach, let's bring on Hitman, professional better Hitman. You can catch him here every Wednesday and, and Thursday uh, on our Best Bet show. And you can catch him here Thursday, obviously, for the live show. And uh, yeah, just shout out to uh, Amateur Hour Sports there. 50 likes or I am homeless. That is correct. We got to get those likes up. I don't have access to those likes live. Zach, if you can fill me in on those likes. That'll be perfect here. Uh, hey, man, let's just get sorry. Let's jump right into it. Happy to have you back on the show. And we're actually blessed with a good game tonight. Finally, feels like it's been like four or five weeks without without us having a good game to talk about here on the Thursday night football show. And so my first question to you is kind of just about uh, how you attack these better games, right? We compare this to last week, right? Do you find yourself uh, waiting a bit for these marquee island games, kind of anticipating more public money coming in to kind of just push those overs up, uh, those total, those yardage totals up just a little bit more to ha to hammer those unders at post like in a game like today compared to last week when we had the bears and panthers is that kind of your strategy going into uh these games um it really depends where you're playing to be honest on you know, like there like five six years the player prop market has evolved so much in recent years so like five six years ago when it wasn't as big of a thing with like as many sharps in the market because mm -hmm. seemingly like there's so many like good fantasy people and good fantasy sites that now do player props and like they're good at it they win and um it's made the market a lot more efficient so like back like five six years ago you could kind of just like always play unders at post like any sharp better their portfolio would be like 90 95 percent unders just in general 
mm-hmm. on players. And now it's evolved enough to where like I'm still playing more unders, but it's probably like back just a guess, maybe like 65, 35 or something like that. So I'll, I'll say this, that like if you're playing in like the, the sharper books, more like the legal books and everything, um, the, the line, it tends to not get too inflated closer okay. to post. But if you're playing with like some other shops, um, some like locals, all that, the lines do tend to get pretty inflated at post. I would say, especially on the stars. So I yet to answer your question, I do find myself playing more volume in these games, the higher total, more prolific games, mm-hmm. but it tends to be it with like certain accounts is where I'm playing that stuff. Yeah. You always got to be mindful of that stuff. You don't want to be limited. And of course you won't get limited at pinnacle. So if you're available, if you're in Ontario, you want to use pinnacle. I appreciate that. I got to go to Rob and get my hat. What am I doing? I'm, I'm slacking on that here. Uh, let's talk about the game here quickly. Uh, total. I want to talk a, bit, a little bit about the total. You don't really have many opinions on this much opinions on the spread here at the three and a half. Uh, the totals up to 46 and a half ish here. Uh, it moved from the 44 and a half at open. If you checked out our Sunday show, we kind of talked about that line a little bit on forward progress with Clive and Rob, uh, just as maybe a, a, a lean uh, towards that over of the 44 and a half. It's now since moved to the 46 and a half. Uh, Pinnacles at 46. Minus one ten here. Any opinions on this total? Do you agree with this move? What are your thoughts here? I disagree with whoever played it over on Monday when it was forty four and a half. Um, I, I was strongly considering playing it when it was at that number, but the one thing that just gave me like a little bit of pause was just that the series history between these two teams has tend to be like Joe Burrow has not fared great against the the Ravens defense the past few times he's played them. Other than that, just one explosion game I remember he had like two years ago. But other than that, it hasn't been his best matchup. And then um, Cincinnati's done an okay job. Now, a lot of these games were without mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson at quarterback because he was injured for a lot of these games. But Cincinnati's defense has fared okay in, in this matchup also. So that's kind of what just kept me off of it. Obviously, I regret it now because it's 44.5 to 46.5. It was just mm-hmm. too low of a number. But uh, no opinion on the current market at, with this total, but I do agree with whoever bet that up. Yeah, fair enough here. Two obviously good offensive teams here, but I mean, don't 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 disrespect this defense. This Ravens defense has been super hot uh, with Mike McDonald on uh, as their DC. They've they've been like among the best in EPA per play, uh, the best in limiting success rate of other teams here. And then on top of that, obviously Lua and Arumo for uh, the Bengals here has also done a pretty 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 decent job this year. He's always been a respectable DC offer head coaching jobs or interviewed for head coaching jobs in the past year uh he does good stuff so yeah don't 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 count out these uh defensive coordinators here even though these are two very prolific offensive teams here let's get into our bets for today hitman i see a couple in the chat we'll get to those in a bit here but i want to start with the quarterbacks here right actually you know what let's let's get around to the chat here uh let's talk about the quarterbacks though right we got joe burrow uh for the cincinnati Bengals, wearing the cincinnati Bengals jersey hopefully they can pull out a dub for me here on the spread uh but joe burrow he's looked completely different from those first four weeks to the week five to week 10 now. And uh, I mean, it's obviously obviously a lot to do with the calf here. Eric looks like he likes the burrow under 258 and a half passing yards at minus 114 here. Do you tend to agree with that passing yard under? Are you worried that maybe the script, the the, the game script 
of the game might a little out of hand for Joe Burrow here. Uh, and they might be throwing as them being underdogs, or are you kind of just agreeing with Eric? Uh, and this, this is this might be like a lower total game here where there's not a lot of passing. Yeah, I lean towards that under. There's some other sharp guys that I know or that I work with that bet that under. But it's just something that it just didn't quite get there for me personally. But it, it was I, I, it was a lean towards the under for yeah. me. Fair enough here. And, and Justin in the chat also asking about Joe Burrow here. He's saying he played the Burrow over three and a half rushing attempts at plus 135, gone six, five, five, and three, uh, excuse me, six, five, five attempts in the last three games. Uh, are you interested? I know I know you're interested in, in a rushing prop here for Joe Burrow. We'll get to that in just a second. But would you look at his rush attempts at all here, whether it be over or under? Um, the attempts, it's typically not. The, the mar- uh, as I've said before, it's not a market that I pay super close attention to just because mm-hmm. the liquidity is a lot less in it. Um, I do have an opinion on Burrow involved with rushing, but the rush – and it kind of doesn't correlate. Like just because like let's say I like Burrow under rushing or whatever, it doesn't mean that the rush attempts are going to go under. Now it has some mm-hmm. correlation, but remember like kneel downs play a big factor. In, or potential kneel downs play a big factor in um, any type of rushing prop for a quarterback, yeah. especially when it's this low, because a guy could get one, two, three kneel downs at the end of a game or end of a half, whatever. But um, I, I'd say that I don't love the play just because of the direction that I'm looking with Joe Burrow's rushing yards. Let's not bury the lead here and let's just get right into that. Then you like Joe Burrow's rushing yards. You like it on the under. So tell us a little bit about why you like the under on Joe Burrow's rushing yards in the game. The under is set right now at 13 and a half. If you can bring that up on screen, Zach here. And it seems like the minus, uh, best, best price in market is 13 and a half minus 120. A uh, couple minus 120s out there widely available. So, uh, well, yeah, why do you like that? Why do you like that play? Yeah, so I like that, the under 13 and a half around that price range. There's also an under 12 and a half out there at minus uh, 113-ish that I think is also worth a bet. But remember that when it's this low of a number, the difference between a yard is worth more juice. Like typically if it's like a 75 and a half at 130 or a 74 and a half, 113, I'm going to take less juice. But on a 13 and a half, 12 and a half, it's worth a little bit more. So just something to keep in mind. But I'll tell you what, Jason, like Joe Burrow, he's played 58 career games. What do you think he's went over th- this number at? At 12 and a half, let's say. 58 career games? Okay. I- I'm assuming it's a low number. But as as everyone knows who's watching the show, I suck at trivia. So um, let's call it 25, 25 games he's gone over that. He's went over 16 times That's in his crazy. career. He's went so he's went under 12 and a half rushing yards in 73% of his career games. So when you see that, it's like, all right, well, what's recently changed that's going to make me think that Joe Burrow is more likely to go over? Has he started to scramble more recently? I mean, again, I'm throwing out his priors from when he was hurt this year. So, like, obviously, he went under a lot of the games earlier yeah. in the year. I'm throwing that out. But it's been something that for his entire career, he hasn't been going over this number. And I feel like that the number has just been inflated because of that one game he had against the 49ers where he ran for something like 40 yards or something like that. But 
it's just a number that Joe Burrow just doesn't get over that that often in his career. And I just don't see much that has changed recently that, that would make me start to think that he's going to start running more. I know that last last week he went over, he went five for 20, but yeah. again, it was in a game script where he had something like 48 dropbacks in that game. The game before against Buffalo where the script was a little bit different, although he did have a lot of dropbacks in that game, he went five carries for four yards. And let's remember that kneel downs could lead to negative rushing yards also if it does get to that point in this game. So I just thought that it was it's a number that he doesn't go over that, that much in his career, and I couldn't find much of a reason to think that he's going to be prone to running more. All right, sounds good here. Let's lock that in, Zach. The under 13 and a half, widely available at minus 120 here. That's going to be one of our best bets. And reminder, you can find all of our best bets tracked on the Forward Progress HQ Betstamp account. Just look right above my head right here. Go over to Betstamp, type in FWD Progress HQ. That's forward spelled FWD Progress HQ. Find all of our plays tracked on there. We're tracking them live throughout the show as we go on. And a reminder, if you want, drop those plays in the chat. We have a couple more we're going to get around to here. Uh, hey, man, just quickly, one last thing on this Joe Burrow uh, uh, rushing total here. Are you, are you, does it make you hesitant at all? The, the fact that the Ravens defense tends to be like really good in, in uh, pass protection and have like a pretty good secondary this year. Does that kind of worry you at all that, that maybe Joe Burrow might not find his look and he might, roll out of the pocket and scramble. I guess that's not really the brand of quarterback that he plays, but does that worry yeah, you at I all mean, here? I mean, you could say that. You could also mm -hmm. say that's like a really big game and quarterbacks tend to be more willing to tuck and yeah. run when yeah. it's a big game. And don't get me wrong, like some of that plays into it. And it, I'm not saying that it's like a 73. If, it, if I thought that it was a 73% bet, then I would be betting of course, a lot yeah, of yeah. Like this was yeah. just like an <laughs> average play for me. Personally. Yeah. But factors of like, yeah, they might be a trailing game script or they have more dropbacks. It's a bigger game. Quarterbacks tend to run. It plays a factor for me. But um, oh, we lost you, Jason. There you go. Um, it plays a factor, but I still think that it's just a little bit too inflated. All right. Hopefully I don't. Man, Pizzola's got to get me that better internet, man. Hopefully I don't get cut out here again. Uh, it's not something, it seems like it's not something you're going to willing to push over an old man for and, and stuff the kiosk, but something that you're still betting on here. If you watch, uh, that's a, if you watch our forward progress uh, live watch alongs, you get that. If you don't, what are you doing? Stick around on this channel to watch our live watch along at 8 p.m. here. Let's move over to the other side of the football, Lamar Jackson. Uh, you are looking towards his rushing props as well. Uh, tell us a little bit what you like here for in, in Lamar's uh, game. Yeah, so it's a little bit thinner. I was playing 43 and a half, 44 and a half, but I thought that it was good up to 46 and a half. So I like Lamar Jackson over rushing yards, but 46 and a half would be my last gasp. And it's another one that one, the Bengals are prone to allowing a lot of rushing yards to opposing quarterbacks. They let Brock Purdy, Josh Allen, uh, CJ Stroud, they all went above expectation in the in that category and well for Lamar I understand that things have changed since the new offensive coordinator has come where he's not running as much but it's another one like you go back and just look at a sample size Lamar oh, with this 46 and a half line he's going over this 65 percent mm -hmm. of time 65 percent of the time in his career I don't think that he's gotten to a point that he's lost some of his speed or agility. 
recently. The matchup is, as I said, is good against a Bengals defense that's prone to these quarterback runs. And my one counterpoint that I was a little nervous about with Joe Burrow on the rush yards is I was like, oh, it's a big game and quarterbacks tend to look to run more in these big games. Well, that's a, we're getting the benefit mm-hmm. of that yeah. handicap with Lamar Jackson in, in this game. So, and, and it's also Lamar, he's been victim of a lot of game scripts where Baltimore yeah. has just kicked the crap out of teams and he hasn't had the run much this year, but it does look like in this type of game that it's going to be a game, especially after they lost that lead last week. It's a game where I don't think they're going to be able to take their foot off the gas. Oh yeah. This is like a vintage Lamar spot where he runs for like 60 yards, 70 yards, 80 yards, two touchdowns. And everyone who f- who's playing him in fantasy is like really, really pissed off after seeing his previous three weeks here. On top of that, uh, I just want to throw this in here. Defensive line, obviously for the Cincinnati Bengals has been a little bit banged up here and they've been really, uh, uh, really been teams have been able to exploit their, the big plays here against this Bengals defense, especially in the run running game here. Their GPA isn't among the best in the league. I think they're around 20th, 17th ish, uh, around middle pack in the league in, in rush EPA per play. Uh, so, I mean, Lamar Jackson, obviously an explosive player. Bengals defense gives up explosive plays. I mean, match made in heaven right here. Hey man, you had some opinions on the Mark Andrews uh, yardage total. Let's, uh, let, let's, let's, let's get our way around to that, that Mark Andrews yardage. total. Zach, if you can bring it up on the screen here, uh, I believe the total is, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about the total here first, and then Zach will bring it up on the screen here in a second. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, it's at 58 and a half now and four and a half catches. Minus 125 is probably the best. Minus 140-ish is the most is out there. I, I liked Andrews. I like the matchup. The Bengals, look at how they've performed against tight ends. They got killed by Dalton Schultz. They got killed by George Kittle. They got killed by Dalton Kincaid. They remember in the offseason, they lost their safeties. That was a big talking point. And they have been bad against tight ends all year. Plus, there was a little bit of talk about from the Ravens about trying to look to get Andrews the ball more after he had a two-catch game. Last week, I liked the Andrews overs. But honestly, it's I, I'm looking at the prices right now, Jason. And I just I can't give it out now. And just so like people know, like I bet um, – I bet – Around plus 100 was my okay. number on Mark Andrews or something and the receptions. And you think about like, oh, well, is it still good? It's got to still be good at minus 125 or something. That's like the difference. Plus 100 like is 50-50 and you're breaking even. At minus 125, you're break even. It's like a whole five, six percentage points higher that you need to break even. So that's just a – way to tell everybody like be cognizant of the prices that you're laying on some of these plays all right there's a couple more questions in the chat here hitman i apologize i'm gonna keep you on for just a little bit longer than normal here let's let's get let's get through them quickly though cody pfeiffer asking about odell under 28 and a half receiving yards minus 114 quick thoughts on that strong lean i almost played that in the under receptions i get why you're probably looking at it it's because he did not run many routes rashad bateman took a lot of his snaps last week he came into that game with knee soreness for me though I, I, he ended up not being on the injury report and i'm thinking maybe there was a chance they were kind of conserving him knowing that it's a short week they went a little easy on him on sunday to keep him ready for this game it's just a lean for me. Yeah. And, uh, 
Sharp, sharp chatters here because it doesn't even look like that 28 and a half is available in market here. It seems like it's moved to now 27 and a half. Love seeing that from the forward progress crew. Let's move on to the next question here in the last question. Just about Gus Edwards under 51 and a half minus 110 here. Been getting less burn recently and also uh, going to throw this in. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the Mitchell versus Edwards kind of, I don't want to say matchup or, or just how explosive Mitchell is. Yeah, this is where, this is where I'm going to give you homework to do tonight. You're going <laughs> to monitor all the writers, Twitter, and see if you could gain anything else about this split. Because Edwards' line is deflated. Mitchell's line is probably going to be inflated because yeah. of the quote from Harbaugh where he said, we want to get Mitchell more involved. I'm personally thinking that I might be involved in a Mitchell under yeah. at post. It's and so I'm not looking to play Edwards under, but – Anything could change. I could see something that makes me say, you know what, we got to bomb Mitchell over as a bet Edwards under. Anything could change, but the direction I'm looking in the Baltimore backfield, unless I see something that changes my mind, is maybe that Mitchell line gets inflated and maybe I look to play under on him yeah. closer to the post. I was honestly shocked, Zach. If we can flip over to to uh to Mitchell's uh rushing and receiving total and just his rushing total as well. I think the rushing receiving total when I checked yesterday was like around 36, 37 and a half, something larger than that. It's crazy to see just for a guy who's gets, gets like so few snaps uh, for, excuse me, it's at 49 and a half. That was his, just his rushing total. He feels very inflated, but also at the same time, this is a guy who can get this on two plays, very explosive player. Uh, Going to be fun to watch. Monitor the, the Twitter feed, monitor that information. And if you get any information, always DM Hitman with it. Uh, he will help you out a little bit here. Hitman, before I let you go, First of all, thank you for staying on a little bit longer uh, for with us today here. But before I let you go, every time I do this, three quick questions. Any props or totals or season-long win totals you're eyeing for Sunday or for this week? Um, I think if Josh Allen's in the mid-240s still, his under it is not a bad look. Okay, so that's uh, so more, more, more homework from here. Uh, unofficial prediction for tonight's game on, on the spread here, three and a half uh, – for the Bengals, you like the three and a half for the Ravens here. I, I lean towards Cincinnati. All right. So lean towards Cincinnati. And then the final thing you hate when I do this first TD prop that you like or last TD prop or any anytime TD prop that you like. Gun to your head. We're not playing this. Just, uh, just a little, having a little bit of fun here with this prediction. Um, Whatever Mark Andrews line is. <laughs> touchdown. Been some talk about getting him more involved. So let's go with Andrews. Awesome. Hey, man. Thank you. Go ahead, sorry. Yep. All right, awesome. You're good, hey, Jason. Yep. Thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Uh, everyone, that was Hitman. Uh, you can catch him on Twitter at hitman for tweet And if you have any information, remember, always DM him. He'll give you a solid Hitman. Thank you so much for joining. We'll talk later. Thank you. All right. That was Hitman. Uh, you can catch him every Wednesday on our Best Bet show. You want to check it out because he is absolutely crushing his leans on the Best Bet show. We're not going to talk about Best Bets. We're only going to talk about leans here today for Hitman. Before we bring on Eric Eager, though, I just want to give a quick reminder. I alluded to it earlier. Tonight at 8 p.m., uh, Rob Pizzola will be live for the watch-along tonight of the Ravens and Bengals game. We got kind of a banger cast uh, for you today. We got Kirk Evans coming in for the fir first quarter. Drew Dinsick, Whale Capper, second quarter. Barry Horse for the fourth quarter. And then, of course, third quarter is always reserved for the VP of Sumer Sports, Eric Eager. Eric, on right now. How's it going, Eric? Things are good. Um, I'm loving the Ocho Cinco jersey. I think that uh, every single time we do this show, you uh, reveal uh, how much of a, of a true sicko you are, which is awesome. 
<laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I'm not good at trivia, but I have some good sicko jerseys, so I'll I'll, I'll wear that little feather in the cap here. Uh, Eric, before before we get started here, I uh, just want to remind everyone you can find Eric over at uh, Sumer Sports. You can find him on the Sumer Sports Show alongside Thomas Dimitrov. You can also find him here on the Forward Progress YouTube channel. Check out the Sumer Sports Show, guys. It's great. Great, great content. And also check out the Sumer Sports website. Tons of great information there. Usually that's how I part of the process for me preparing for the show. They have great uh, charts and tables there for player-based data, team-level data, strength of schedule, all that kind of stuff. Check it out, sumersports.com. Let's just get right into this game, Eric. We've been saying for the past, like, three, four weeks, this game's a priv. This game's a priv. This game will actually, like, in real life be, like, fun to watch and an actual pleasure, I guess. Instead of a priv, it's a pleasure. I don't know. Um, but I'm just excited to talk about this game here. Uh, first thing I want to get into, though, it's actually not... Uh, with this game here. I'm actually putting producer Zach on the spot here. Zach, if you can pull up, if you can just go to Pinnacle and grab the AFC North odds. Last time I checked, they were locked right now. But, um, I mean, this is an AFC North matchup here, right? And also there's the news of Deshaun Watson being hurt. A lot of moving parts in this AFC North here. Just wanted to get your quick thoughts on the division. It's a super important game tonight, right? Ravens are two games up on the Bengals, but Ravens have a bye in week 13. I mean, I don't want to count out the Steelers. They're in the mix, but like with with how they've played this year, I feel like I want to count out the Steelers and make this kind of a two-horse race, and, and there's kind of a lot riding on this game here. Zach, if you can bring up those odds. Uh, yeah, they're still locked. So um, what, just what are your thoughts on, on, on the division here in, in total? I guess you can't really talk prices, but just thoughts on the division. Yeah, the Ravens obviously have a win against the Bengals in Cincinnati, and then they're favored tonight. So, you know, in all not in all likelihood, but, you know, it's pretty – it's likely – that they'll have a sweep of the Bengals mm-hmm. in addition to being, you know, the Bengals will be five and five, I believe then. Uh, and and the, the Ravens will be eight and three. They'll be about, you know, a few games up as well. And in addition to that, so this is a huge game. Um, I think the Steelers, the issue is like right now they've, they've gained 52 points on turnovers. Um, you know, those things tend to regress. Uh, that is probably the reason that we're all looking at the voodoo magic there at six and three, even though they have a negative point differential and uh, have been out gained in every single game. Um, I think that it is going to be the only, like, I think thing that could happen is Cleveland, you know, gets DTR in there. uh, Stefanski coaches him up the same way he coached up a guy like Mayfield coached up, you know, guys like Kirk cousins in the past and he was the Vikings OC you, he gets you on the green with a very talented team. Now, the offensive line is banged up, and that might hurt, but the defense is really good. And Cleveland doesn't have, you know, one of the harder schedules moving forward. If you look at Sumer Sports, you know, the league table there, um, the, the Bengals have the fourth hardest schedule left. The Baltimore Ravens have the fifth hardest schedule left. So, you know, Cleveland is still all the way down there. When you look 20th. at schedule differing, yeah, 28th. Um, so I, I think even though Watson is out, it's interesting because Watson hasn't played that well this year. And, you know, that that's not necessarily a reason to still buy into them with Dorian Thompson Robinson. But there is like a path for Cleveland to still get back into this. I think I still think it's the Ravens division. I don't think at current market prices they're playable, um, but I do think they should be the favorite and 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 pretty you know heavily so. But the to me, the leak is is possibly Cleveland with a great defense and getting the thing on the green as far as, uh, you know, as far as uh, offensively, uh, I think that they could be the team that actually surprises people. 
Yeah, and uh, Eric, you know this. I'm a USC guy, so I'm fading as much as I can DTR in this offense right here. Former UCLA quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on. Uh, let's move on to the and like actually discuss the game here. We have one of the hottest offenses in the NFL right now since Week Five. Uh, otherwise known as the week that Joe Burrow actually became healthy. Bengals since then are fifth in EPA per play, third in success rate. They're absolutely humming on the other side of the ball. The Ravens, when filtering for garbage time, have been like in a tier of their own in EPA per play. Uh, second in the league in success rate. Legit, like the best defense arguably this year, them or the Browns. It's uh, it's it's up for debate. With T. Higgins hurt, how do you see the Bengals kind of moving down the ball, down the field here with success? And what can the Ravens do to stop this Bengals offense? Yeah, I mean, the Marlon Humphrey being injured helps. Obviously, Cincinnati, you know, balance the scales having, you know, no uh, no T. Higgins. Boyd has been, you know, other than dropping the game-winning touchdown pass, Boyd has stepped up and been pretty solid for them. Higgins, or sorry, Chase, uh, you know, was better than I thought he was going to be last week with the injury, but still wasn't like as play-for-play dominant as he usually is. I don't necessarily believe the Bengals are going to have that hard of a, a time. The, the one cornerstone piece about the Ravens defensively is even when they're really good, um, you know, in the Harbaugh era, they've never been like truly, they never had truly a dominant player. Whereas the the Bengals have, you know, truly dominant players in Burrow and, and, and Chase. And, you know, that has been like the times when they've been able to, beat the Ravens is because Chase has provided, you know, the fat tail uh, of his distribution as far as like catches yards and touchdowns. So that's, that's the, that's the, you know, the, the inroads for the Bengals. Um, and, and the fact that the Ravens are not going to just like line up a Miles Garrett against you the way that, that the Cleveland did against Cincinnati and just terrorize Burrow the whole game. They're more of like an evenly distributed team with the Clownies and the tra- and the Joneses mm-hmm. and that kind of thing up front. And I, I think that plays decently into the Bengals, like the Bengals, uh, offensive lines better than previous years, not still not good, but they're not going to be taken advantage of the same way they would be against a team like the Pittsburgh Steelers or a team like the uh, Cleveland Browns because of the lack of high-end uh, players on the defense for the Ravens. They're just a bunch of really, really good players, not a bunch of elite players. So that's that, I think, is the one case you can make for Cincinnati plus three and a half and for the overs uh, in this game. Yeah, and flipping on to the other side here, basically the same question. Bengals D, uh, their defensive line, like we mentioned earlier, has been hurt. They got exposed last week against CJ Stroud and the Houston Texans. They lost this our survivor pick. I was so bummed out when I saw that. Um, not not been the best this year uh, for Lou and Arumo and his uh, and, and the Bengals D here. Um, I mean, the biggest thing I've noticed is that their their big play percentage is just completely off the charts here. They they give up a ton. Uh, in big plays, especially uh, to runs here. Uh, the 20th in EPA, EPA per play, 30th in success rate. Not the best year from the Bengals. D. Definitely seen a lot better in previous years. Mm-hmm. Other side of the ball, obviously Ravens offense among top 10 in EPA per play, top three in success rate. Uh, how do you feel like the Bengals are going to mitigate the explosive plays here from this Ravens offense who have explosive players? Well, I think they're going to do what they've done to kind of make life hard on the Chiefs make life hard on the the bills just a couple weeks ago and as well as in the divisional round last year like i think that they're going to make lamar jackson be uh patient the whole game and make you know the ravens you know stick with run calls when the when the box counts are the way they're, they're supposed to be and you know the Bengals aren't a great team at forcing three and outs but they're a great team at not allowing touchdowns when they're at their best and you know that's why you know when we get to our props like i this, I think, is a big game for the Logan Wilsons and the Jermaine Pratts of the world. I think it's, you know, I know that there was some negativity about Gus Edwards in the chat. And I understand that. Um, 
but I think it's going to be a game for the, the the Ravens running backs overs as well, just because I think that this is going to be a game where Lou Anarumo, the last thing he wants with his offense being kind of suppressed with the T Higgins injury and, and other things, the last thing he wants is for big plays to happen. And so I think that what they're going to try to do is make Lamar Jackson cross the street 10 times per drive and hope that he gets hit by a car at some point. Right. And that that's going to be, you know, the way that which they go about it. So there's going to be a lot of tackle opportunities for the Pratts and the Logan Wilsons are going to be a lot of rushing opportunities for the Edwards and the Mitchells. And, you know, I think that that's kind of the way that this thing shakes out. It's a frustrating thing because we see this in the NFL every single week where like the great quarterbacks are reduced to checking the ball down and, and being mm-hmm. patient. Um, but I think that that's the way the Bengals are going to play the, the, the Baltimore Ravens uh, tonight. Yeah. I love that from you. I, lo- I love that little saying you did there make Lamar Jackson cross the street 10 times, see if he eventually gets hit by a car here. The reason why I was asking those two questions and just specifically talking about both these defenses because uh, you guys at Sumer are very plugged in uh, with the up-and-coming names as coaches and executives in the NFL here. Bengals DC Luan Rumo has interviewed a couple of times in the past for some head coaching jobs. Long been rumored to be a candidate to take over a head coaching position eventually here. And then not only asking about him, but Mike McDonald, excuse me, for the Ravens. McDonald's instrumental in transforming the Michigan Wolverines defense into what it is today has come back to the NFL and had a similar impact to the Ravens. Do you think, uh, do you think he is a candidate for that, for a head coaching job in the near future here? Oh yeah. I think he'll be a head coach next year. Um, all the metrics, like, you know, all the, all the, you know, when you, when you talk about, um, you know, the agents and like how they're listing people out, he's always one of the top names. I think when you look at the Ravens who have struggled at times, um, in the past with injuries and ineffective play from their defense, that was no more apparent than in 2021, the year that McDonald was in uh, Ann Arbor. And he's, you know, that that team kind of, you know, they bring in Roquan Smith. I know their schedule was kind of easy at the end last year, but they were phenomenal down the stretch last year. Been terrific this year as well. You know, Kyle Hamilton's development, uh, that, that I think is squarely on the shoulders of Mike McDonald. Obviously, Patrick Queen, who was kind of unplayable early in his career out of LSU, has been much, much better. I think that that's a Mike McDonald um, you know, success story. And then Roquan Smith has obviously turned into a superstar there uh, as well. Jadavion Clowney has been a guy who has been a street free agent for much uh, of, you know, the last few years. He's come in and had his best season in a while for the Ravens. And I think all of that goes on, the, you know, is Mike McDonald, you know, pelts for him. So I think that, yeah, he's going to end up being a head coach, um, which is going to be interesting because I know that there are people in the building that will probably go with him. And so the question is, when you're thinking about windows for John Harbaugh, um, is this a window that's closing more quickly than we want to give it credit for? Because there are going to be people who are out the door as a product of the success that they've had this year. That's a great question to ask here. And uh, we're going to get into our next question. Here. We're going to get into our best bets in just a second. You're going to have to ask everyone, though, to get those likes up, though. Zach's telling me we're only at 19 likes here. Kind of disappointing, guys. Uh, I, I mean, I'm on the road here. Uh, Pozzola kicked me out of my house. I'm going to be homeless if, I, if we don't hit 50 likes on this video here soon. So make sure you smash that. Make sure you smash that like button. Uh, and, uh, yeah, let's get into our best bets here, Eric. You have one for us. Kind of alluded to it earlier. I'm not going to bury the lead here. Why don't you tell us what you like here and why? Yeah, I like Jermaine Pratt um, going over seven and a half, you know, sort of total. And again, I know we 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 messed up the the phrasing uh, the last time. So you're talking about assists and tackles. Um, I think if you had to pick one of the two to go over, um, you know, individually, I think I'd go with assists. Um, but but the tackles or assists give you sort of more ways to win there. Um, and, and so, yeah, I like over seven and a half. I just think, you know, 
I think you're going to see a lot of running. I think you're going out of necessity. I think you're going to see some tight end stuff, which um, I know you as a, a fellow Chiefs fan remember in the Bengals game last last December, Jermaine Pratt forced the fumble on Kelsey. That ultimately was the, lo- the, the loser there. Like if they go to Andrews as much as Hitman says, Pratt's going to be involved in that as well. So I just think there's a lot of ways, you know, when you're, when you're looking at prop markets, right? Like you want to have many ways to win. And I think that there's a number of different outs here where Jermaine Pratt gets a significant number of opportunities to make tackles. Uh, and, and so I like that. I like that number suppressed at seven and a half. Yeah, I love doing Zach. If you don't mind bringing up the odds again here, I love doing this Thursday show with you, Eric, because I never bet this market. I literally have. I'm not going to pretend like I know what I'm doing here, but every time you give it out, I always bet. It seems like there's the widely available number is a minus 130 here at the seven and a half. Let's lock that in. Uh, and uh, yeah, is that minus 120, minus 30? I don't know. I need glasses. I can't see Zach lock in uh, the widely the best best widely available price here, minus 130. Uh, and uh, yeah, let's lock that in. Reminder: the tracked on the Forward Progress HQ. Uh, BetSnap account. Uh, you can find all of our plays tracked there. You've crushed those tackles and assists recently, by the way. So, uh, yeah, I mean, great time to tail. Uh, let's switch off this game here, though. Let's move on to Survivor quickly. I alluded to it earlier. We yeah. lost last week in Cincinnati. I'm honestly, I, I think our Survivor entry is officially dead here. We've lost now twice in the last four weeks, but I think it's still good to give the people kind of what, what they want here. Is there anybody, Zach, if you can pull up Survivor Grid here, is there anybody that you're looking at in particular? feels like, I mean, Miami's a, a good team. If you haven't picked them, it seems like a lot of people might have picked them early on in the season. Same with San Fran. Dallas, you want to save if you're in that uh, Circa Survivor. Um, Washington might be a team where you didn't take them week one or week two. You might want to take them this week against the Giants, but uh, we've seen that spread come down a bit, so maybe you're feeling a little bit iffy here. What do you like as, like, I guess, among the favorites? Is Detroit one of them? What What are your thoughts here on the Survivor this week? Yeah, I think the issue with taking Detroit or Dallas is that you need one for next week for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, Detroit would be a good one as far as, uh, you know, I, I do think that this is going to be a pretty easy game for them against Chicago. Washington's one where I think most people took them the first week of the season against Arizona. Um, but obviously big, big favorites here at home to the Giants. Uh, another, another, another look there. Um, beyond that, it, it's, you really at this point, like it's just strategy, right? If you, if you see a short favorite that's not playing on Christmas or, or Thanksgiving um, and, and you have an angle for why you think they might win the game, I, I think that that's got to be your look at this point. Like, because, you know, most of the people, I, it, a lot of people at this point in time are probably going to try to try to squeeze out others into if you have a good entry right now, I think a good play is to kind of like figure out which the consent, which, which play the consensus is going to be until you get to the, to the holidays. And then the holidays are going to squeeze some people out and it'd be a shame to lose before the holidays. Um, in, in, if you have those teams still available. So that's the one thing to think about. It's even more important now to keep those teams for Thursday as well as for, uh, you know, Christmas, just because at this point, um, you know, there are players who are still alive with you in the pool who have not done that, who have not done that. And so their future, the future value of their, of their tickets is less. Yeah. So if you're in those pools where they have those Island, uh, I guess, weeks or whatever you want to call it with the Thursday Thanksgiving game, the Christmas Day games. Uh, make sure you're, you're doing some research, doing some homework and looking ahead. Quickly before we, we move off the Survivor Talk and I get you your t- two quick questions that get you out of here. Um, do you, any thoughts on the Houston-Arizona taking Houston uh, for this week? If, if maybe you don't, you want to keep Buffalo, you want to, excuse me, you want to keep Detroit, you want to keep Dallas. Um, is that too cheeky? 
uh, this late in the game here, or what do you well, think? Well, there's not a ton of future value in Houston. I mean, you're getting them as a four-point favorite. If you trust the market, that's a, that's a pretty big favorite in the NFL relative to, you know, many of the games now where it seems like you, you log in and you're like, I can't remember, like two weeks ago, like every game had a spread between three other than one or two. And so, you know, that's a game that'll stand out. The other one, I mean, I like Houston in that game anyway. I make it more like four and a half, five. And so, you know, I'm going to lean that way more, you know, maybe more than the average person as well. So if you agree with me, that might be a good pick. I just think Arizona look like Arizona's great story. They beat the Falcons who, I mean, just lost it in consecutive weeks, Josh Dobbs and, and, you know, Kyler Murray coming off of an ACL. Like that's not a good team. I think Houston's better than Atlanta. And, and, and so to win that game straight up, I, I, I really do trust CJ Stroud, Bobby Slowick and, and D'Amico Ryans. Yeah. That offense has been humming there for the Houston, Te- Houston Texans, obviously here. Uh, you know, we do this every week. Your exit pass is what I like to call it here. Two quick questions before we head out here. Unofficial prediction for tonight's game. Eric, who you got? Uh, I'll take Bengals and over. I think the Bengals plus three and a half of just, you know, that's Burroughs an assassin. You know, he's a, he's a quarterback who, you know, when it's ugly, it's, it really is ugly. But I think in, in most football games, he keeps the Bengals close. And I think in this one, he'll, he'll do that as well. So I, I like the Bengals getting the points. Um, and I think, you know, a rare primetime over would be nice to see. All right. And then next last question here. First TD prop, last TD prop, any TD prop that you like here. Uh, what, are your, what are your thoughts on it? I'm going to go Isaiah Likely. All right. I like I likely it's that was horrible. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. All right. Isaiah Likely, I think uh, somewhere around the 40 to one, 30 to one range in, in the first TD market. Uh, take a look at it. Shop around if you're interested. If this is a gun to your head pick, we don't recommend playing it. Just doing it for fun here. Eric, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for coming on here today. VP of Sumer Sports, Eric Eager. Uh, Eric, have a good one. Awesome to have, uh, awesome to be on. Uh, thanks for having me. All right, see ya, Eric. That was Eric Eager, the VP of Sumer Sports. You can catch him on the Sumer Sports Show uh, with Thomas Dimitrov. Great show. I, I suggest you guys go check it out. You can also check him here on the Wednesday Best Bets Show. And if you haven't caught cat, caught the Wednesday Best Bets Show, excuse me, uh, you should go over to our channel, click that channel button, uh, and go check out the Best Bets Show, one of the best shows we do here on Forward Progress. Throughout, that'll do it for us here on Forward Progress. Remember to smash that like button, hit that subscribe button, and drop a comment for your prediction for tonight's game. Uh, tomorrow, live at 2 p.m. Eastern, we'll be back live alongside Matthew Freeman from the Fantasy Life, John Legaza from the Athletic, and Jack Miller from Establish the Run to Talk Player Props, TD scores, injury fallouts, all that stuff you need to know heading into uh, the Sunday uh, slate here. Uh, so, yeah, guys, thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Eric, uh, shout out to Eric, shout out to Hitman. If you want to just smash that like button below. Uh, and I can get out of here and, and turn that phone off. Anyways, for myself, for Eric Eager, for Hitman, it's been Forward Progress, powered by Pinnacle on the Hammer Betting Network. We'll catch you guys later.